This is Victor from What Is This? Pepper Five from What Is This Podcast? And we're joined by Martin Nielsen. I want to know your official title at Mdundo. CEO, yes. CEO of Mdundo. Yes. And we are at the live from Ongea Summit. Uh-huh. So, how? What is the inception of Mdundo briefly? Um, Mdundo is a is a is a music service. First of all, we're basically working towards a goal of making it easy uh, for a users and fans from across Africa to access music, uh, both locally and globally. How did, how, when did it start and how have you seen the growth? When did so you far? enter the market? Yes. Basically. So we started in 2013 um, with, a very, with a sort of a paid model. So basically you could, I think you could buy five songs for 100 shillings with M-Pesa or something like that. Um, and I sort of pivoted a few times since then and changed our model. Um, but today is primarily a mobile website. Uh, so mdundo.com, and you can basically uh, download uh, MP3 directly from there. Um, as an artist, uh, you can join our platform from mdundo.com as well. You can upload your, your catalog, manage your catalog, uh, see your, how much you've earned on your different songs, and, and do payouts directly to your mobile money account. Having entered the Kenyan market, how has... I remember you, yesterday you were talking, operating from a point of S. As, as if, as, as if the, everything is working, uh-huh. how has regulation been, both as a, as a good thing and as a hindrance in the Kenyan market specifically? Uh, I'm thinking because I'm trying to find out what, uh, what I should say that comes out the nicest. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> honestly, honestly speaking, I've never been bothered about regulations. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think there's a lot of cool people also here at Ongea who's doing a lot of really good stuff to try and ensure that we have regulation in place. But I think the challenge that we have here, and I think you know if you think about any other laws in this country, the problem is not really the laws, the problem is often the enforcement. Yeah. So like, you can drive a red light, but do you? <laughs> like That's really the question. So I think, of course, it's always good to have the laws in place that mm-hmm. are, make common sense and yeah. that does the right thing for the right people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it has a big of an impact, yeah. as it might sound like here. Okay. Uh, for us, regulation is secondary. First and foremost, we have to build a business within the environment that we work in, and then we'll, uh, we'll of course, uh, follow the regulations that is in place. As a streaming service that has to make regular payouts, how does it feel when, this, for example, the CMOs in Kenya have uh, the collective bargaining and then they, you, they pay artists and artists are complaining about the pay they're getting. Is there something that can be done as, as somebody who provides the backend to artists at um, a regulatory level to ensure this, that this does not happen? Um, I try and stay out too much of that whole conversation around CMOs, artists, rights, and also so? um Well, because I think it's not really our space. Like CMOs' main but revenue you're an stream... industry player, don't you think you should push the agenda? Well, but I think the best way for us to push the agenda is to yeah. show people how to make money. Mm. And I think all of the money that is... Like the biggest revenue stream for CMOs are airplay, right? yeah, okay. but they are not actually capturing that at the moment. So, like even globally, there's not necessarily digital that accounts for most of the money that comes from CMOs. It's radio, TV, and I think the CMOs here are doing everything they can to try and focus on that area because that's where the biggest opportunity lies. I think in the digital space, um, from a CMO perspective, it's trying to understand in the first place what which right is actually exp- exposed. And um, so, in that sense. We thought, okay, you know what, the, best, the fastest way for us to do this is to work directly with the artists. So we work directly with 60,000 artists in Africa. And if one day there's a CMO in Kenya who comes and says, now we're ready to take your money, mm. then we'll be happy to take it. But then they also have to realize that 
they are also accountable to the artists. Mm. So if I cut out the, the that direct direct uh, relationship and send the money to the CMO, then they have to be uh, ready to deliver that art, uh, money to the artists. And how big of a role has a partnership such as the licensing deal you had with one one music played I, in the success of Mdundo? So there's a number of different license deals we have. We do Warner, we do Believe, Junko. Uh, we clear all our publishing with Capasso uh, in South Africa. Um, but I think. For me, the, main important, the, most, the most important thing of those partnerships is to show uh, how things can possibly be done yeah. and is to legit legitimize what we are doing. Because the second that you're doing something with someone like Warner, both the international music industry and the local music industry will realize that you're doing things as it's supposed to be done. And so I think, to me, that's actually the biggest value that these partnerships are doing, is to sort of show that we, it can be done also in this space, yeah. um, and it's very possible. Has now that we've seen a lot of um, labels trying to get into the market through maybe Sony, through um, Songa Music, Wana, through Mdundo, and Boomplay have Universal. Universal, yeah? yeah. Do you think the market will be accepting in that now they set up shop here, trying to sign artists and all? Yeah, of course, but it will be a minority. Like if you see it as a, like, um, they will sign, and I have signed over the couple of years, a number of artists, both in Kenya, Nigeria, yeah. Ghana, mm. some of our strongest markets. And most of it is also delivered to us, just not from them. Yeah. Uh, they have sub-partners in many of the markets that they are working with, um, and that catalog is of crucial importance. Mm. I think in terms of those deals, I think there's a number of things that's important to note. Many of them are not including Africa. So like uh, many of the deals that they do with an artist in Nigeria, for example, is excluding Africa. Why? Because they know they don't know what's happening here. Like, you know, the second, the second you have, uh, you, you, who would you rather have managing your rights? If you're Davido, who, do, who would you rather have managing your... <laughs> that makes sense. How, how, who would you like managing your business in Nigeria? Yeah. Yes. Some guy who's just come arrived and just because he's called Sony Universal, Warner, whatever, yeah. or the guys you've worked with to, who, who made True. you to here. Yeah. Where the they, West Home is best. Where they add value is globally. And that's also what we're seeing right now. Like last, Saudi Soul and all that. Exactly. Last yeah. year, uh, Kid sold out... Um, oh, sorry, Davido sold out uh, O2 Arena just yeah. from Facebook marketing. Uh, Burner Boy sold out Wembley. And that's all because of the support that the labels can add to them globally. But locally, I don't think it's going to change a lot, other than it's going to give an optimism um, and give a show that it's possible. And they, the labels are going to start learning from the local market and set up structures. Um, but, and that's obviously going to benefit um, the whole full industry that they do that. Seeing that now, for example, we have seen a somewhat decline in, a somewhat decline in um, music consumption in terms of pure sales, of, uh, pure album sales. What role does uh, a record label being in partnership with a streaming service add to the artist, both the artist and the record label as a whole? Um, I think, sort of genuinely speaking, um, the partnerships between the record labels and the streaming services, we are, we are a channel. So if you sell Tosca beer, I would be your, uh, I would be your Nivas. Yeah. So I, I have the same, so of course you would want to have your Tosca be in as many shops as possible. You have different agreements, different partnerships, and you're working on different uh, structures of deals. Um, and the same sense, like what are the major things that Nivas is adding to the Tosca supply chain is data. Yeah. So how, if, if Tosca is not selling, all the money is being sold to Carlsberg, who's uh, pushing all their beers in Nivas, then Nivas can tell you why is that. Yeah. What are you not doing right? 
What is it? In, how is it your positioning in the store? Is it your branding? How are we pushing your products and so on? Mm -hmm. But I think we are one data point for a label. Okay. Label has YouTube as a data point, mm -hmm. social media as a data point, Mdundu as a data point, uh, Boom, and so on. And they are all data points that adds up to try and understand your demographics and your target audience. Speaking of data points, what would you say the, the, um, last year we saw a push towards Kenyans taking control of their own music through uh -huh. the Play KE initiative? Uh -huh. Being that you have the data itself, uh -huh. what would you say Kenyans consume? Well, so Kenyans consume Kenyan music, or at least African music, a lot of Tanzanian as well. Um, that, that's very sure. So I think the whole Play KE thing, to be honest with you, is only just telling the media, the, like the TV stations, the radio stations, that what everyone else already know. Okay. Like people are already consuming Kenyan music. Yeah. Um, like on our platform, uh, local content accounts for 96% of all the consumption. Wow. Um, wow. So it's not an issue. And when I say local in this context, it's African. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to split for Kenya, Tanzania at hand, okay. but I know like it is from, from the continent. Um, and that just shows to me what it is. If I look at my top 10 artists that people are searching for on the Ndundu platform, there's not a single international one. Yeah. Um, it's all going to be Kenyans, uh, Tanzanians, and Nigerians. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, that's not really a surprise. And I, and I think actually, the, so basically what I think is, uh, that, that, that it's really doing is it's trying to sort of tell the media stations, it's not going to be difficult to have a radio station that only play local music. Yeah. Um, but I also think that a lot of local music is being played, but we just don't notice it here. Mm -hmm. uh, like the biggest radio stations in the, in the country are Radio Jambo and so on. Yeah. They all play local music. Mm -hmm. Like we live in a little bit of a bubble sometimes in Nairobi, okay, yeah, where yeah, we think that yeah. like, yeah, like no one, I shouldn't say that, but many of the, <laughs> many of the urban stations, having yeah. very, uh, to be more diplomatic, have very, very low listenership, yeah. like global, like on, on a national level. Okay. And so we know on a national level, like Skiza tune, all the Skiza tunes that I call anyway, they are all local songs. Actually, very rarely do I hear an international song, even though it's easily available. Yeah, it's very rarely do you hear. Uh, very rare. And now in Dundo, uh -huh. I ask this yeah. because I have used the service before. Uh -huh. And as a user, it's annoying to hear the tag at the beginning. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dundo.com. Dundo uh -huh. And it's a marketing ploy. Uh -huh. And, and that's good for the business. Uh -huh. However, do you think it takes away the listening experience? Li exactly. Do you use YouTube? Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. You do? Yeah. They have their ads as well. I mean. So, yeah, of course it's annoying. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, <laughs> everything, everything comes at a cost. Yes. And I think it doesn't stop our business from growing and yeah. it doesn't stop you from using the service. Definitely. Um, I think ideally the opportunities of having uh, premium versions where you don't necessarily have to have the ads and so on is mm -hmm. very important. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge that we face on a continent level and also here is very much payment around that mm -hmm. challenge. So I think uh, getting people to pay for premium products and so on is actually much more a payment issue yeah. than a music issue. Mm -hmm. Seeing that like a service like Songa, uh, which is one of your competitors in the Kenyan market, it used airtime as a method of Payment. Of payment. How, 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 how do you think as an executive about how to make it more accessible for users to just be able to pay without having to go through a MasterCard, a Visa, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Mm. It's just not available for everyone. Yeah. So how, 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 how for example, through Mdundo, how do people, how are people able to 
pay for it and how are you making it easier for them to pay? So right now there's only really mobile money and credit cards in the market, yeah? Mm -hmm. But airtime billing is obviously the future on this. Um, uh, mobile money, reoccurring mobile money could also be an option, but we need to see some innovation in the payment space for us to be able to do that. Yeah. So it's not an, actually an option. So my opinion is that if you look Pan-African, there is no payment methods that are really available. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry. Oh, go on. Uh, do you think your, the success of Dundo will have been the same or will have not been if M-Pesa was not in the picture? We don't use M-Pesa as such. Like, all the music is free. Yeah. So I think so. I think it would have been... I think M-Pesa has the problem that it's not reoccurring. Like, if you pay for... There's no other content service that I know of globally yeah. who would have a one-time payment. Yeah. That's not the value. The value of you signing into Netflix is that you're being charged every single month. Okay, yeah. billing month. Exactly. M-Pesa right. can't do that. That's one of the things that... So I that's why it's not a valid... Like for me, it's not a valid option mm -hmm. as long as that's being fixed. The only thing that can do that is airtime. And the only one who can do airtime is the telcos. Yeah. And the telcos have, have tried it with Safaricom owning Songa and whatnot. And then um, what, what, what does the music industry look like for the, in the coming years? Especially a new decade is upon us. Yeah. And more people are willing to consume more and more and local purchase. music and purchase also. So I think willingness, uh, I think a lot of the things you have said now is I, I hear you, but I don't think that's the challenges. Like I think the two challenges we have is people are not online mm. and people can't pay. Mm. It has little to do with either like how we are doing, it has little to do with content, yeah. little to do with what we think, little to do with consumer behavior. Like if you see an average person, like so basically in, 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 in this country we have around 10 million people on the internet out of 46 million. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot. That's not a lot. Very, very few people on the internet, mm -hmm. broadly speaking. Yeah. The average spending on Safaricom's network is somewhere between two and 300 shillings on airtime. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's very little money That's mm -hmm. uh, per month, per person. Okay. Between two and 300 shillings. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very, very small numbers if you look at it as a pan-African mm -hmm. uh, um, um, sort of um, landscape. And so what we have seen in Asia and what I hope we'll see here soon enough is that as the telco business becomes more competitive, then there starts becoming new options available. So out of a sudden, data is cheaper. Like I think we all felt it here. Like what we, paid, what we got for a thousand shillings three years ago is it's not what we get today. It's yeah. a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. And it keeps becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Does, um, the, ent does the entry of telcos in streaming, uh, ultimately it will be a, something to do with uh, networks and that Net, the, the internet is more available. To, yeah, connectivity to is the biggest issue. Like people will download music from our platform for free, mm -hmm. but they'll still consider it too costly because they've used the, the, the megabytes. Yeah? yeah, like that's the biggest challenge with peer-to-peer -peer sharing. And the panel I was just in, there was a lady who asked, "How do I make sure that when I put my music on a on a platform, they, that someone doesn't just take it down from YouTube or whatever and start sending it to their friends?" Yeah. that's exactly that issue. Mm -hmm. That it is, it is it, what makes it attractive to get it from a friend mm -hmm. is that it is. Um, that you don't get any, have any data charge. Yeah, and how, how is it um, from a piracy standpoint in that the songs can be shared to other users? Although for an artist, I would feel, as an artist, I would feel privileged if my song is good enough for you to send to somebody else. Yeah, maybe. But that's, for you, it's missing revenue, and also it's... it's Basically, in Africa, we have 200 million searches for African artists yeah. every single month, 200 million. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically, every single search for an African artist results in you clicking on a link on Google yeah. and downloading a song. Mm -hmm. Right now, around like not even 1%, around 2% of those comes to Mdundo. Yeah. So that basically means that we only really represent 2% of all the consumption of music mm -hmm. on the continent. Um, and the biggest um, way forward is to try and make sure that we close 
as many of those other alternatives down and get the traffic coming through to the to the legal sites. And what about because personally I use uh, from time to time the local services, but then I primarily primarily use Apple Music, and uh -huh. they have Apple has enforced the digital rights management. Yeah, is that something in terms of encryption and ensuring that? As a, a particular signature is assigned to a song so that it cannot be shared. And um, yeah, it's possible within an app environment, mm -hmm. but I still think that mid, I still think the biggest user group are not very ready for apps yeah. or streaming for that matter. Mm -hmm. One thing being the data costs. Second thing being the the storage on your phone. Like yeah. the number, like tell send people send someone uh, send your friends an app that they have to install and they'll complain yeah. they don't have storage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like so you you can you can I don't think that's necessarily the easy opportunities. I think. Maybe one of the things we've also realized over the last couple of years is we were a little bit too much in a hurry to become something that is not needed yet. Okay. Like I think you need, you need to tap into what's already happening. Mm. What's happening right now is I'm going to Google, I'm searching for a song, and I download that song. Yeah. Let's just think that that is what Mdundo should be doing, mm -hmm. because that is what consumers are doing. Yeah. I think trying to think that, okay, if we develop an Apple Music, then consumers will start using Apple Music. Yeah. There's many reasons why they don't do that, and, the, and it's a lot harder to develop a market and then to just tap into what's already existing. Mm -hmm. And now, speaking of now, what consumers are doing and what consumers are listening to, yeah. what are you personally consuming? As uh, so we consume both ourselves and also we see that as, as a trend, mm -hmm. DJ mixes. 100%, like 20% of all our downloads are DJ mixes. And I think that's another maybe learning for the last couple of years, like, people don't listen to singles. Yeah. Like I think for so many years we were trying to do a model that we are not listening to the consumer. We are too busy trying to do what has been done globally. Yeah. We're not actually looking and seeing how people are consuming music. People are consuming music in a, in a mixing environment everywhere. Mm -hmm. A radio station here will have two minutes talk in an hour. Yeah. That's, like, people don't consume singles. And so I think that has been a really, really key product for us to push out uh, and a way to sort of make sure that we're actually tapping into people's current behaviors mm -hmm. instead of being in such a hurry to build something that they're not ready for yet. Yeah, uh, I understand. And now... Being that you're on a podcast, and Mdundo recently introduced podcasts on, on, on their platform, on, the uh -huh. pla on your platform. And yesterday I was speaking to Miss Koinange, uh -huh. and she was telling me how it, the, ch the biggest challenge is what you have been mentioning is people are not, people are not streaming, uh -huh. and there is no sp people have no space to download. Uh, but I'm going to change the question and say mm -hmm. it's not about people. Yeah. The problem is connectivity mm -hmm. and mobile money. Okay. Like, because I think it's really important that we stop blaming ourselves yeah. and blaming our fans. Mm -hmm. like, I think it's a, it's a wrong narrative to go around and say, well, people are not paying for music. Yeah. That's not a, like, th there's nothing different here from, from anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. if, you, if there's a motivation to do it and if you give a customer some value, they will do it yeah. and they will spend it. Mm -hmm. The challenge often is that we don't have the infrastructure in place to manage it. Okay. Um, and so that, that's, like, the biggest changes that can happen to the music industry is that data becomes cheaper and that billing becomes easier. Mm. All the other things that we're working on are nice to have things. Mm -hmm. You can do better production. We can do, yeah, we can do so many other things yeah. that we can all do. But what is really going to push the envelope is really the market as itself. As we, I, I'll speak of your competitor, Boomplay, uh -huh. who they have been partnering or co collaborating with artists, artists for, their role, for their exclusive. rollouts and whatnot, and they have ex exclusive deals. Is that something Dundo is looking at in the near future? to get into partnership with artists, to push both them and to push both the platform. Mdundo only pushes music as a whole. Mm. I'm not the judge of which artist deserves my endorsement money more than the other. 
and I would never want to be that. Okay. So I could never see a situation where Mdundo would, and I, you should never really say never, yeah. but I have a hard time imagining, <laughs> a, I have a hard time imagining a situation really Paul where, comes to you guys where we would, like where we would want one artist to feel like they're getting more than anyone else. Okay. Because I don't think I'm in the right position to do it. I'm not the right judge of what is good and what is bad. Mm -hmm. And any artist should never feel like some other artist is favorized on my platform. Yeah. I understand oh, okay. that. So you're not playing favorites. Yeah. But what, what we will do is we'll do everything we can to make sure that we are pushing the industry as a whole mm -hmm. and music as a whole. And then in, ho in that hope, hoping that that will drill down to all the artists that are available. As we wrap up, what uh -huh. is in your playlist? Uh, tons of DJ mixes at the moment. Uh -huh. I don't think playlist is a format that works here. <laughs> uh, in my view, it's not. I think it's, it's all about DJ mixes. Yeah. Um, I want someone to create what I listen to. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I listen to a lot of one of our DJs called DJ Thrill. He does a lot of uh, he does a lot of upcoming, especially hip hop uh, music from across the continent. Um, he also has a really cool sort of, especially Ghanaian hip hop that is really, really, really interesting to yeah. me. And um, what 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 do you where do you say at the end of this decade, Mdundo will be? Um, I think we'll take we'll take one time at a day at a time. Mm -hmm. um, I think we keep we'll keep pushing. Right now, we I think last year had around 20 million people using the platform. We're hoping that that will increase again yeah. uh, this year. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, our key focus areas is Ghana, Nigeria, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and so we really hope we're really excited to start having some traction there. Yeah. Um, and I think as we are starting to see more and more markets where we have a good presence, it's really adding additional value to all the artists that we're working with, mm -hmm. uh, so that we can push like a Ghanaian artist in Zambia, and a Zambian artist in Kenya, yeah. and a Kenyan artist in Nigeria. Definitely. So that's, that's really exciting for us as we start seeing a sort of more Pan-African footprint. What's your, f do you have a favorite song at the moment? Uh, it changes a lot, but I'm really, really obsessed with this uh, Nigerian artist called Thames at the moment. Thames. Yeah, mm. check her out. He's really, really, really cool. Okay, so that has been... What is this podcast? With Martin Nielsen, CEO of Mdundo. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure.